You know what? You know what the best part of being adult is? Adult money. Hands down. Man. Adult money. Because yeah. there's like this like, there's always that there's that funny meme that's like, I'm an adult. I have a job. I make money. Yes. And I take the money and I buy childish things like this. I love <laughs> that TikTok. The MTG Podcast is a virtual space for women and men in the tech and creative industries. Tune in as we put it all on the table, sharing authentic life truths as we sustain and empower each other in search of our tribe. We're more than a designer. We're more than our name badge. We're more than the work we produce. Welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. We're We're that that tribe. tribe. Hi, welcome to the More Than Graphics Podcast. I'm Danielle, founder of The Sacred Space. And we're kind of having this free and open conversation around women in tech and women in the creative field. So if you're new, maybe you've seen my other fellow co-hosts, Cicely or Priscilla. And I'm really excited in a lot of different ways to just decompress and recalibrate and maybe even find some creative input for ourselves, Um, which really leads me to being super excited to have Desiree Martinez, founder of Women of Video with us today to really unpack how we can boost, amplify and put ourselves on freaking fire, metaphorically speaking, so we can keep doing the thing that we are passionate about. Desiree Martinez is a YouTuber, podcaster, award-winning social media creative content creator and advocate for women creators. She has worked with hundreds of businesses and brands to help them grow their business with better content marketing. Desiree knows what it takes to help your business grow, build a community, and get leads through a very noisy newsfeed. As the founder of Women of Video, she's helping to build economic impact and equality for the female creator economy with community, education, and resources. And she's a hot mess mom of two, Mario Kart champ, Slytherin, and nerdy wife living in Michigan. Welcome, Desiree. What up? I'm here. I'm excited. I'm pumped to be all up in everybody's earballs today to have fun doing this thing. <laughs> well, I just want to say, like, in general, first off, like we, we've been close. We've been like this for a little bit. Um, we follow each other. We support each other. do a lot of things together in and around spaces and around women, especially for women on video uh, or of video in general. So I really want to kind of know more of the story behind women of video. Oh, I mean, that's that's a journey that goes back. OK, so let's let's go back back into time uh sorry I, if i could like have I, I use music references and movie references in my life way more than i probably should um so um i got onto youtube um, as a means to get leads to my social media marketing agency so my social media marketing agency exists to put military spouses to work as social media managers so they can work anywhere they're stationed around the world from a company that understands their culture and their life. I'm a military spouse myself. I was actually a military kid uh, growing up. And so this is like a, a space I'm very intimately familiar with. A year into the agency, my husband comes home and he's like, hey, we're moving to South Korea. And I was like, yay, how am I supposed to do this? And so I turned to YouTube as a way to educate my audience about the questions that they had about social media. I had a very search-based strategy and I just like churned out so much content and it actually is like it's to this day it's some of my favorite things that I get to do sometimes it's love and hate sometimes I'm Superman I want to throw YouTube out the window but I, re- I refrain and I have a good time so the women of YouTube came about because I started to want to know more 
about the YouTube space. My only real like education around it was from a book I had bought from Amy Schmittauer Landino called Vlog Like a Boss. And she was like my Yoda through this whole process. But I'm like, I want to learn more. I want to know more about like what my options are. How can I have more success? And then people started planting these little earworms in me, like multiple streams of income. And I was like, what's that? And so I was like, gotta figure out how this whole thing works. Well, every time I would search about anything that had to do with the tube, I was just presented with a wall of white guys and Roberto Blake. And I was like, they're great. They're knowledgeable. They clearly know what they're talking about. These men don't know shit about being a woman on the internet. And I was like, this is a real problem for me because it's not that I could learn from them. I still learn from them. Colin and Samir, VidIQ, Roberto, um, all of this. Sean came over Think Media. I'm still, I still learn from them all the time. Where I tune out with what they're talking about is when it's like, well, what about the life that happens while we create things? It's like, because I, 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 well, I was still breastfeeding. I have, I have little kids. I had a house. I had a husband in the military. I had a business to run. They never talked about that and how they made it happen or what they did. <clears throat> and so I was just like, well, where are the women YouTube educators? And I had to search for them. And it was just really frustrating. And so um, I, I was going to social media marketing world in um, San Diego and I, they had done their lineup. Like they were like, we're all in on YouTube. Like that's when they decided like that was where it was going to be. And they released their speakers for 2019. And it was all of the dudes. And I was like, what about women? I'm like 55 to 60% of marketers are women. Why don't you have women talking about this? It's just one like, and there's plenty of them that are there. And so I, I actually reached out. I was like, Hey, what would you think about doing a panel? about women of YouTube and it'd be geared towards how marketers and brands can work with women creators on YouTube so that they can have expanded reach for their brands. Like we really love this idea, but we already have booked out our entire like lineup for 2019. You should do this as a live stream. So I reached out to a brand called TubeBuddy and TubeBuddy um, at the time was very much focused on like helping you have better performance with your YouTube channel. And I was like, Hey, can we do this? And they were like, yes, we'll work out the details later. But yes, I, I was like a 15 minutes after I emailed them. They said, yes, like it was insane. Uh, Phil, when, when he was in charge of it, it was the best. And so I did this live stream. It was me, uh, Amy Landino, Schmittara, the one who wrote Vlog like a Boss, Kelly Noble, Mirabella, and Stephanie Carls. And we were four, we were five women who all did vastly different things on the internet, but we were all women creators. And it went great. It got fantastic feedback. I had people because we did this the week before social media marketing world. And so that following we and TubeBuddy was a sponsor there. So like they were giving a little extra love to the TubeBuddy YouTube channel. And people were like, you should do this in person. We want more. We want more women doing this. And I was like, this sounds cool. I'm like, I'm not doing another YouTube channel though because my YouTube channel is all consuming and I am slow growing. I don't have the bandwidth to do another. I'm like, but I can do a podcast because to me, podcasts are so much easier than YouTube videos. And yeah, like, don't come at me in the comments or wherever you're yeah. doing this. I know podcasting is hard. I have a podcast. I know it's work, but it to me, it's just different. It's a different level of labor and love. And so, um, 
I, I did it. So I launched. So that was March of 2019. I spent the summer kind of gearing things up, figuring what the branding was going to be, started recording and batching and getting it going. And I launched it in October of 2019 at Vid Summit, which is due to Palooza videos, like video edition on steroids. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> like all of the women, like we just come in. We hold each other and we're like, hi, thank you for not, for existing in this space. Like it's literally, mm-hmm. it's astronomical. <laughs> and and it's not that some it's fall entire. I mean, it's their fault. It's not their fault. Uh, it's run by Daryl Leaves, Sean on doors and Mr. Beast. And it, they're like the the white bros of, of YouTube. And so it's just, they yeah. can't. Yeah. And so they don't, they don't see the issue they don't they don't seek out diversity mm-hmm. um it has been a thing and like even like the last i actually chose not to go to the event that they did in 2022 because there was just no diversity it was like less than 10 women speakers there was hardly any people of color not, not just women of color, no. people of color speaking and i was just like you know what the money i would spend going to this conference i'm going to use and take my husband to italy instead and that's what we did and it was the best money i ever spent um Heck yeah invest <laughs> in your marriages they're worth that um <laughs> but sometimes it requires money and time <laughs> totally different yeah time. But so that's why so I launched the podcast there and it was really great. And I, I do like Vitsum. I go, I, it's great for networking. It's a great place to be amongst your peers and talk to other creators about stuff. It's just from like an educational standpoint, I have a lot of struggles with that kind of stuff. And I have made it very loud and present everywhere on the internet. So they know <laughs> that Desiree is not interested in it. So call me, I will gladly speak about stuff. But that all being said, so I've done it. And so that was almost four years ago from when we recorded this to when that happened. Uh, we're at like episode 178. Yeah. Yeah. We do one every week. I've only missed probably three or four weeks. In that almost four years. This is one of my favorite things I get to do. Um, women of YouTube, it's like, we've been trying, I've been struggling in this past year to like find its home for like a community, like where we engage and interact because the Facebook group is just not working anymore. Mm -hmm. We tried to do a live event and like the economy and the world just kind of wasn't letting that piece happen. I've tried doing like a video mastermind group. That was so I'm I'm in that transition, but people still show up and listen on the podcast. I get great feedback and I get women that are like, this is so helpful. How do I do more of this? I want to learn more. I'm so glad that you brought this person to my life. Like that part is super great. I love all the sorry. Oh girl. Mm -mm. Girl, that was that that was (laughs) Andre. I love this because because as you talk about being in the space and advocating for voices. I mean, this is a huge part of what MTG does. We do this already for, for women in tech and women creative. So the fact that you are just continuing to amplify that for all women is, yes, like all the things. I, I, I personally give you the award, right? Like, I just want to pass the Oscar. I just want to give it straight to you because I feel I, like in so many ways you continue to like show up. And I think that's the real part of it for a lot of women we don't we we say that we want to show up in a lot of areas but sometimes we just don't right whether from design or just life happening itself but here you are making that commitment to so many no like women women let me we're calling out women right now okay i have a beef with you ladies look every woman 
that we are influenced by, that's in a position of power idolization, whether it's Kamala Harris, Michelle Obama, Oprah, like the influencer that makes eight figures that you follow. Every single woman has said to you at one point, you need to take care of yourself. You need to invest in yourself. You need to do the things to help you be an individual and a person. The fact that none of you bought tickets to my conference or showed up for the free virtual event just tells me that you're not listening to any of them. <laughs> like I am the, like if like you were to talk to like your classic, like Christian white woman in the middle of the country. And I, and they said like, Desiree, tell me about your life. And be like, uh, I travel. I'm in charge of the money in my house. I'm the breadwinner. My husband cooks, my kids go to school and nothing makes me happier than getting away from all of them. They'd be like, you're the worst woman ever. You know, like, <laughs> and like backing away. And I'm like, I got to take care of me. Otherwise, no one else is going to. It's not that my husband or my kids are horrible or mean. It's just I learned that my my thriving mental health space comes from distance, from not being needed all the time. I, I have this joke in my life, like even if my husband, when my husband goes away and does something like goes out with his friends or goes to the doctor or whatever, my kids are at school. Mm -hmm. My dog still needs me to let him outside to go to the bathroom. Like there is never a creature in my home, which is where I work to and I live that doesn't need me at some point. And I'm like right. not being needed for 24 to 48 hours is the greatest gift I give to myself. And I don't just go and sit in a hotel somewhere and order room service. There's, there is a part of that. I will not do that. <laughs> right. but I, I always like going to something work related mm -hmm. where I can like share my gifts with people and learn from other people. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I created a space for us women creators to do that in. And you guys were all like, no, I can't because I don't I'm afraid to leave my children. I've got childcare for you. No, I can't. My husband, I'm like, I'm doing it on a weekend. He'll be able to help mm. you and watch kids and he'll be fine with that. Like I gave, I literally addressed every show to the point where I was like, I am including food and childcare in your ticket. So all you have to do is get your cute little booty here. You can even wear your pajamas the whole time. I don't care. But it was just one of those things that was just like, we couldn't make it happen. And it's frustrating. So you have, we create these spaces online and they're fantastic. I, I love T, uh, WTG. I love what, you know, I love Facebook. I love YouTube. I love, my, I have like an accountability group I show up to every Monday. I love these spaces. But if anyone was to be like, Desiree, would you like to come to this in-person thing and hug me in real life? I'd be like, sign me up. Where do I go? I will shower. I promise. Like it's a whole thing. And I don't want it. I like I don't get it. It's a vibe. I feel like what what you are continuing to create is a vibe. It's a vibe for for women to not only be um, transparent with each other, but it's also a space where you are continuing to invest in the future of women, the women that are coming in the door. And I feel like that's what I feel like in a lot of ways we sometimes don't see or don't care about uh, or don't think about in, in the overall perspective of the progression of women, the progression of women in this platform. We have to do that leverage of work. If we say that we're about women, we got to be about it. And that is definitely something that I want to continue to advocate for 
every single time that you get on <laughs> on the mic. I'm just like, yes, all the things. She's so bad. I love her. Um, all the things. I'm just highly opinionated. I promise. There are plenty of times where I'm like <laughs> crying into ice cream because my kids won't stop yelling at me and my husband's having a PTSD <laughs> breakdown, right? And the dog peed oh. on something. Like there, I have the, I'm trying so hard to not show this picture perfect filtered version of myself mm -hmm. because if I'm always giving this portrayal of like sunshine and daisies and rainbows and easy goings, I'm like, it's just hurting other people. Cause I have been hurt. Cause I have been there where I was like, why do I not have it together? Like they do. Why am I doing this wrong? Like it, it's just right. like that. Like when, when YouTubers and creators, influencers go dark, that means they're dealing with that ish. And I'm like, I want to know what it is so bad so that I can feel heard or seen or understand or relate or comfort or like, where do I send you a care package? Like, oh, it's so many things, but oh my goodness, I just, I, I, it's just a whole, it's a whole thing for me. Like I just be yourself. Like I said, if I, I'm wearing my comfy bra, I'm pretty sure I have shirts on the bottom stains of my, my shirt that we have going on here. <laughs> I haven't brushed my hair. I have barely any makeup on because I was like, I just don't want to today. I ha I'm missing an earring. Okay. I have like the <laughs> earring. I'm missing. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here. I've just lived and done stuff. And I'm like, tell the truth. Let people know what they're getting into. <laughs> I love it. I feel like that is the most encouraging, empowering thing that anyone can share is y'all look at my roughness. And then I want you to also feel comfortable sharing your roughness, whatever that is. Um, I, I love this, that. I love the I level this, showing up. I have this like thing on my face. I've had for like two weeks and it won't go away. I'm stressing out like crazy because I don't get zits on my face. And my husband's <laughs> like, stop touching it. I'm like, I can't help it. It won't stop. See, we're not perfect. Right? Even with my very active, regimented, strict Korean skincare system. I cannot avoid acne issues. It still pops up. <laughs> I know for a fact we're going to get a link from this alone already. <laughs> we're going to need to know the skincare routine. Um, Cicely is our uh, nurse, Cicely, with the good skin. She's got the extra glow, all the things. So uh, we, we'll, we'll compare and contrast notes. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Okay, well, I know for a fact, obviously, if people who have not already done their homework while we're listening to this conversation, you are a YouTuber, a podcaster, award-winning social media creative content creator. Hello. These are all my buzzwords, by the way. These are all my love languages. I just love the fact that through hundreds of businesses that you've been able to like impact and impersonate through brands through advocating of voices like all the things that come along with video what's one of the favorite things that you've been able to do through this vessel through doing video in general control okay i'm mad with power here's the thing i am so type a uh it's a little problematic. Like I get mad at people when they ruin my vibe because they're not going with the flow of my schedule. Like I live with my mother-in-law who has a lot of chronic illness and stuff. And that woman does not know how to be on time if her butt was on fire and it makes me crazy. And I'm like, <sighs> like we were trying to leave to take her to her appointment yesterday. And we had to do a doctor's appointment for my son on the phone. And we're like, I need to drop you off in time. And like, we're like, hey, we got to go. We're going to be late. Me and my husband are in the car. And she's literally like, I got to start a little laundry real quick. And I'm like, like, I can't. So I'm a super <laughs> control freak about these kinds of things. And so, and and this doesn't come in to be like, well, I get to meticulously plan every moment of my life. 
where control of my thing comes into that I love is I have control over how I make money and when I work. And these things are, I think, are two vital things to this. I want to preface this. I need you guys to know how long I've been doing this before you think you can do this and have these things in place. I have been a social media marketer since 2009. I started doing this because my Bachelor's of Arts in Animation totally tanked in a recession. And I had to figure out how to make some bread. And so I did this and I even, I went the hardest way possible. I created a job for an industry people didn't know existed. Okay. So like, wasn't the smartest move I made, but it's, it's paid out. I got onto YouTube in 2017. And so I've been doing the creator and I've had, so I've had my agent and I've had my agency since 2015. So eight years of my agency, five years, almost six as a creator. Okay. I am in a rough part of my life right now. I, um, my husband, like I have mentioned a little bit, he has PTSD and anxiety from his trauma in the military and his trauma and helping him through. It, and it's very rough. And I, we can talk about it if we went to the episode about like dealing with trauma and PTSD, but I have a book that you can read that's called start, suck, get better. Um, it's audible since you've heard me here, it goes in the audible. It's the best way to listen to it. It's four hours and, and you can speed it up and then you can hear me talk fast. Like, like I am right now, <laughs> but, uh, it's a book and you can get it at Amazon. And I talk about the harsh things that we've gone through. Um, but I reached a point and, and this was happening. This happened just in February where I, my dam broke, my dog died. Uh, I've had my dog since before my husband, I had her for 15 years. I put her to sleep the day before her 15th birthday. And it broke me. It wasn't that her dying broke me is it was like my final straw of my mental health shield that I had been able to fight through and push through the stuff with my husband, the stuff with my kids, the moving, the struggles of business, the years of pressure. I just, I was, I was done. I broke. And so right now I am going through a, my version of a mental health crisis because I hate this person I am at points in my life. And it comes it, like, for me, my big trigger is around like my kids. I'm like, it's over the ba- most basic of things. Like it happened to me this morning, totally normal morning. Kids are being great. We're laughing. We're having fun. We snuggled all of the things. And my daughter starts, she's seven, throwing me all the attitude, all of the shade about brushing her hair. I'm brushing her teeth and I just lost it. And I get, so I get like irrationally angry and then it just completely drains all of the life out of me. And I just in this angry ball of person and, and I just don't like, and it's been what I've been dealing with. Like I'm getting medication. I'm trying to figure out my very complicated insurance to find myself a therapist and having to figure out how to navigate what having a therapist is, which is very hard for someone like me who's like, who's bitter about it. I'm like, I shouldn't have to do this. This isn't my fault. And that's kind of what trauma is. Trauma really isn't your fault. It's all of these things. Right. And I share that not because I want pity or support. I share that because, because I'm going through that, I don't want to work. I just have these days or I'm like, I just don't, I can't get it up for this today. Like yesterday, yesterday, my husband and I spent the day going to Costco and going to the grocery store and then putting away all the Costco and grocery foods. Cause that's a whole chore in itself. And then like, yeah, we made lunch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made lunch. and then I was like, I think I answered like two emails and went on to my project management tool for my agency and answer questions and, and send some stuff, maybe like a whole like 30 minutes of work. And I was like, I just can't do this. 
And so I just like mommed and I, and it was a busy mom day for the evening because of soccer practice and dance and driving and all of that stuff that happens. And I just kind of like blanked out. I, I, if you want to say I worked, I like listened to podcasts and learned things. Um, that's kind of, I think how I like justify it to myself to make myself not so bad about it. But because I have control of my money, because I have control mm-hmm. from what I create and how I've done this. I'm able to not have to work. Even though I didn't really do much work yesterday, I still made good money. You know, like I, cause I have my multiple streams of income in place. I have my agency in place. I have the things in place to make sure that the money is being made, even if I can't, because originally I had built it because I needed to be able to not work in case my husband needed me. And that happened mm-hmm. where he's like, he's like he can't, it's like, I have to keep him alive today. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I don't get to work. Um, so yesterday I had to keep myself alive and that was what that was. So when I say the best part about being a creator is the control. It means that I get to dictate all the ways I can make money and when mm-hmm. I get to work so that whatever level of living I want to do, whether it's good, bad, surviving, thriving, whatever it is, being a mom, being a wife, being myself, traveling, doing stuff for work, or just like 14 hours of recording videos because I want to, I can do that. Oh man, that is so powerful because this is the thing that I feel like women want, right? At the end of the day, we just want to know that we have the power to make our own decisions, to affect our own futures, to affect our own tomorrows. This is huge. And I love the fact that you are so transparent. Thank you so much for, for being so transparent about your life journey, your background, the things that that can take and urge in real life experiences where we all have real life moments where we just lose it. We go boink. We have moments where we just melt, right? We fade. Old Homer says and mean, we fade into the bush. Like we slowly digress. I don't even think it's fading. It's literally, sometimes we fall apart. It's totally normal. I'm never going to tell you it's okay though. Cause it's not okay for you to, st- I don't want to give you permission to stay there. Mm-hmm. I, I am an incredibly action oriented person who wants success for you as on your journey in your life. And I will give you this much time to have your pity party, to wallow, to eat all the ice cream and watch your favorite shows. But they will reach a point where it's like, you need to stop and you need to get up. Otherwise you're not the person that I know you can be and that I want you to be. And I don't know if I want to associate with that anymore. That might sound a little harsh, but there's only so much I can do if someone is not interested in their life. And I can only fight so much for you. Like me dragging you to the river, I still need you to drink the water. <laughs> and I will drag. Yeah. I will drag you. <laughs> I am that person that shows up at your door, ready to solve all of your problems. And there's usually a tequila involved. <laughs> I love it. Um, I might take you up on that tequila one day. Um, but I, I absolutely. Well, you in Kentucky? You are not far. You are an eight-hour <laughs> drive from my house. I have clocked it. Okay. Oh so, my goodness. Oh, okay. Doing noted. We're gonna always, have to like. I'm always looking for reasons to leave my house. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this might be one summer patio. Wow. Let's go. Um, I absolutely love this because again, I love the realness. I love this vibrant talk. I love the ability that you. I love the words you intentionally talking about when you're talking about being in low places you're gonna be there for a moment and i think that is so true i tell my kids every single day i need you to feel your feelings when you're upset at me when you're upset when you're feeling low or you feel like you're angry at something i may have initiated in that in that process 
I just tell them very nicely, feel your feelings. It's okay to feel where you are. But no, that's not where you stay. So that I, I would, love that. I, I would pair feel your feelings with use your words. Like, yes. tell me, talk to me, as find the words, even if you have to fumble through them. But without the communication of how you feel and what you're going through, Additionally, mm-hmm. those that love you cannot help you. Yeah, like there are so many things and so many people, and and I again because I'm, of my what my my husband in the veteran space, we say all the time like I didn't know, I didn't know like when you like someone died, someone killed themselves. Like there's a horrible veteran epidemic with suicide. Yeah, it's like, I didn't know, no one was there. They said they were fine. No. No, like you have to show up and be in their face and make them talk to you when they don't want to. It's going to be hard. It's going to hurt, but you have to do that kind of stuff. And that's what I do with my kids and my husband. I'm like, I don't care how long we fight or what's happening here. We're going to work through this. And that starts by you feeling your feelings and using your words so that we can get to a conclusion to help with the situation. Yes. Oh my goodness. I feel like that is so relatable as a person who comes from a creative background, also a person who comes from now in a tech stained background. I totally relate to that. It's about the systems. It's about the processes. It's also the, not necessarily the conclusion, but the things that you learned. It's about the cliff notes took while you were in the mess so that you can figure out how to get to an equitable solution. Um, We're always in this mental place of solving problems. and, And for many of us, we do solve other people's problems for living that's what we do in this tech spaces in these creative spaces we solve problems but when problems arise for ourselves sometimes we don't have the energy or stamina or sometimes the encouragement or the empowerment i have no desire to deal with this issue because i'm bitter and upset that it even exists Mm -hmm. i i feel mentally i'm like you are such a pussy desiree you are so weak how could you let this happen to you like that's literally the conversation i have with myself about this when I'm in that rage point, when I look at it, when I'm not dysregulated and I'm like, no, Des, you've been through some shit and the, they have a massive burden on your shoulders mm-hmm. and it's hard and you have to deal with this. Otherwise, all these other things are going to continue to be a problem or get worse. And it sucks. It really does suck. And it, 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 it's important for me. The reason I share is because I don't want to be alone in this. I don't want someone. Let me say, I don't want someone to have gone through this. Like this makes any anyone that's gone through this it breaks my heart for them because I know because they've been there. But at the same time, if I don't talk about, I also can't find the people that are so that we mm-hmm. can come together and like support each other and be there for each other, even yeah. if it's just bitching it out. Yes, absolutely. Community is everything. <laughs> it's your shit and my shit and we shit like that. All that. <laughs> Your shit is my shit, and we're going to fix this shit together. (laughs) That's it. That's it. (laughs) I love it. Okay, so. Like the bestie bestie creed. Your shit is my shit, and my shit is your shit. We're going to deal with this shit together. (laughs) So get over your shit, and let's go. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, today. I love it. That's it. I mean, that's the heart of it. We we are in this together. We're going to get through it together. We're going to do this. Althan, I need to take a moment for that that statement. We need to say that again. We have to be there for each other. Ladies, mm. stop trying to do this by yourself. You're not supposed yeah. to know. None of us know. At one point in time, Danielle and I had no fucking idea what we were doing. And I'm sorry I'm swearing a lot on your podcast, but it feels appropriate. <laughs> There's just, they just don't... <laughs> 
We just, it's so hard. You're not supposed to know how to do new hard things. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to think you should know or you have to always keep it to yourself that everything is okay. Like that is your boomer parent talking, okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. We are, bring us your, your, your burdens, your stresses, your struggles so that you don't feel alone. You can help work through it and you can get clarity around it so you can move past it, not in this place of frustration and frazzledness. Yeah. That's the, oh man, that hits all the spots. I just love, I love this conversation. Um, I kind of want to like dive a little bit more deeper into the psyche of um, Desert Martinez. And I also want to know how we can know a little bit more about your, your childhood. Cause I kind of want to know like in general, what do you want to be when you want to grow up? Like, what do you want to be? And does it match kind of what you do now? No, not at all. Okay, I I grew I grew up in the most like cookie cutter '90s way possible. My dad is a mar- <laughs> my dad is a marine. My mom was a secretary. Um, I have oh. a I have a sibling. They're nine years younger than me, so not quite as much. I had a dog. I had cats. I I had the projection onto me of perfection and expectation as the oldest. And as the first, um, I was expected to move every mountain that was put in front of me and that I chose mm-hmm. to put in front of myself and nothing less than perfection. And excellence was accepted in my home. Um, there was a bit of, um, I mean, it wasn't the easiest way to grow up. My dad was really tough on me. And um, my mom and dad went through some struggles of their own. I have young parents. My parents are only 20 years older than me. And so, like, when I was in my teen years, they were in their 30s. Like, I like let me give – I turned 38 this week. When my parents turned 38, I was already in college. So, like mm-hmm. – so – it's one of those things like they were like, I, I, I look at back like all the crap I've had to go through in my thirties and they had to do it with a teenager. Like it, it's a lot. Um, but uh, the biggest thing that came out of that, that is like a positive is one, I have a bomb relationship with my mom. My mom is my biggest cheerleader. She never projects on me anything that I should do. She's always like, okay, how can I help? Like that's very much who she is mm-hmm. in so many elements of my life. And the other part um, is I have this super ridiculous work ethic. Like I just work really hard and a little too much sometimes. That's another reason why this like time, like I don't want to work is very weird. It's very weird for me because I'm always like going next project, next project, next project. There's not a moment to sit and enjoy and relish in a victory. Like I wrote a book. I never sat and relished in that. I was just like, okay, I wrote a book, next project. Like it was literally that project's done time for the next thing. I wasn't, <laughs> it's all of that kind of stuff. I wrote my book like two years ago. It's like, this is like a new project. Um, so it's just kind of one of those things. Um, I, I had a really, really rough relationship from high school and I had that relationship for like eight years. Um, and he very much had it. <laughs> ladies, just don't be with the dude from high school. And if he is the dude from high school, make sure you're over 25. Like you fully develop as a human being before you commit to that person, please. Um, that's my best advice. Cause I was with my, my, it was like my high school boyfriend. It was very wrong. Like we should have broken up like years and years before that we did. It was very toxic. We just had, we just, we outgrew each other. Our paths were different. Mm-hmm. Our ambitions were different. We kept trying to go back and force it. And it was too much like stupid logic and emotional reasoning. It wasn't until I met the man that's now my husband that I realized, Oh, 
someone can like me for me the way I am and who I am and why I am versus like this toxic person who would tell me things like no one likes a girl with back fat, like that kind of just crap, all that. Yeah. All that Mm. kind of crap. (laughs) Like, and I'm like, this man will kiss my back fat. Like I should go to that one. Right. So it's just one of those (laughs) and having, uh, like, and being in that relationship for so long, like it really held me back. Like there were so many things like, letting a person hold you down and hold you back and keep you from joy is just, it's unfortunately a lesson that's really hard to learn unless you go through it. And so Mm. that I think is also important. So like, that's kind of where, how I got to where I am. I will say this, something that did happen to me. So I had worked my whole life to be an animator. Like I saw Toy Story when I was 10 in the movie theaters, 1995, uh, November. I came out of the movie theater. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be animated for Disney. Uh, I went to college for that. I graduated the top of my class. You're talking 12, 13 years of my life was dedicated to that specific dream. And I graduated and the recession started and I couldn't get work anywhere. And on top of it, all the studios were firing everybody. So now I was like all these people that had monumental experiences and portfolios who would take entry-level pay were taking mm-hmm. my job, which is why I have a business now. Um, I haven't done art since then. I haven't like drawn comics or character art. I haven't painted something like I haven't done thoughtful, intentional art since college. And that was in 2007. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that says, but you asked for psyche story. So those are, Oh my- yes, I did. I did. I got a whole plate full, a whole bucket. Thank you. But I definitely feel like in a lot of areas where you have talked about hurdles in your young adult life and your young child adolescent life where I could see the strengths and the resilience that you've had to build since this early amounts of time to make you the woman that you are now for women of video. I, give that, so I, I, I have to talk a lot about who I am probably very much also to my husband too. My husband helped me break down a lot of my like issues that I had from growing up and stuff. So it's a whole thing. <laughs> so for people who want to like know more and maybe invest in you, follow you, people who are not already following you on YouTube, things along those lines, how can they connect with you? You can, the best place to, to get started with me on my journey is, is one of two places. And I'm usually good about one place that so we've talked about both of the things I've got going on. So if you go to my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com forward slash at Mrs. Desiree Rose or just Desiree Martinez is um, on the tube. And then you can also find me at womenofvideo.com. Like that's where the podcast is that happens every week. So that that's where you want to go spend time with me. You can. It's just as much sassy flair, but I'm interviewing versus the other way around. So <laughs> I love it. I follow it already. Uh, I'm a big fan. Uh, again, always a big fan. Um, so again, I, I encourage people, you'll see all this in the show notes. Please follow, click, do all the things. All right. I'm, I'm ready for this flash questionnaire. I dare ask it because I'm kind of scared of the answer might be, but I'm we're going to go. We're going to go straight into the unknown, just like Star Trek. Okay. So, uh, Flash. It's in the unknown. If you're going to say into the unknown, you have to do the Frozen song. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Star Trek is going on a five year adventure to learn and discover. Come on. Told you. I got it. We're on the same frequency. (laughs) I'm being demoted as a Trekkie fan. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, Flash questionnaire. First question is something new that you've learned the past year. Uh, not every revenue stream is for you. That's the thing I've learned in business in the last uh, couple months because the mastermind for women in video failed. And I have been trying to make a membership for six years. 
I've given up. <laughs> the revenue stream is not meant for me. Oh, man. Okay. So I'm sorry. Like, I wasn't smiling because it was funny. I was smiling because like, oh, man, like that, that, that does suck. Um, favorite vacation getaway spot? That's so hard. So my last big vacation was we went to Rome and took my husband to Rome. Um, I love picture. <laughs> and, uh, it was a good trip. I, I, I can't express to those of you with children, if you can, like let go of your OCD obsessive, like parenting things and just let a family member watch your kids for a minute and go on a solo vacation with your partner because mm-hmm. sometimes you forget that you like them. <laughs> and this reminds you. Like, yes. not, I like them the parent. I like them the business person. I like them the provider. Just like out in normal life. Like, hey, there you are. I remember you. I like you. <laughs> That's literally how <laughs> I felt. Like, day, like day three. It was day three. Because two days, like anyone can have a weekend. It's the third day. The third day, I'm like, there you are. There's that guy I married. Like, I like you still. So. <laughs> That's good. <It's> good. No. <laughs> so my, my last, I, it's so hard for me to have a favorite place, though, because I have wanderlust, like my my mental health is like around traveling and going mm-hmm. places and going and doing new things. So I don't like to go back places. Ooh, that's, I like, that's cool. I, I don't like to go back places. So. That's cool though. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay. In, in a couple of weeks, our family's doing a trip to to England. We're gonna go to London for a week and then road trip up to Wales and around. Ooh. Well, that'll okay. be my next favorite vacation, I'm sure. <laughs> Check me on the Instagram reels for with you just to keep us in mind. <laughs> okay, well favorite sweet snacks or savory snacks? Ice cream. It's always ice cream. <laughs> and I have no favorite flavor. I just love ice cream. Oh man, sweet snacks. Oh my gosh. I'm for it. I have a sweet piece as well. So I'm that's where my I go always. Okay, Harry Potter or Star Wars? My husband is Star Wars. I'm the Harry Potter fan. Always Harry yeah. Potter forever and always. I know I've tried to adopt the mentality around JK Rowling that her fa- like it's not hers anymore. It's the fans. Because to me, it's not just the story she made, but the community that built itself from there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, like I was at like the midnight releases of books six and seven, like mm-hmm. I, way back in the day. Like this is it's very sincere to my core. I'm really pissed. Them, I really am pissed, but intrigued by like them remaking the show for HBO and worried about it because the guy in charge of HBO is a misogynistic dick. So I don't know what he's going to do to it. Okay. So here's the thing. I, uh, Desiree has discovered girls, not a gamer. There's this part, like when you're, cause you're still like the beginning of the game is a lot of like learning how to do things, but like yes. I'm in for this story, you get to the part in the, when you get to go to Hogsmeade where you're supposed to like collect your stuff and there's a troll. Oh yes. my God. It broke my soul. It was so <laughs> hard. I'm not a gamer. Like the extent of my gaming skills is Mario Kart and Dr. Mario. Like that's where I live. That's my lane hey. of gaming. And I can't, I, I can't make myself get back to it. Like I can't, I'm like, this is just so much work. I just want the story. So I need oh, to like, man. I need to like find someone on YouTube that was like the story. <laughs> like, yes. my husband said there is a story mode though. So I can get rid of all of the junk. So I might get back yeah. to it if I can do that. But all of our gaming machine and screens are now occupied by Zelda. So I don't get to do that. <laughs> My husband, my, yes. my husband and my son are like, shh, don't bother me. 
And they're like <laughs> building mech warriors and bridges to everything. <laughs> oh, and I love that. Okay, I'm for everything. So um, you, you have my blessing across all of it. I love it. Okay, so digital books or physical books? Audiobooks. Ah, ah. So would that, would that quantify under digital thing because it's audio? Yeah, you can, I can't read anymore. My children get law. I, I cannot sit and read a book to its completion anymore with paperback. I I have to multitask. I, I don't know if it's, I know it's going on my brain. It's I used to read books, paper books all the time, right? All the time. I always had a book. Um, but since I'm having kids, it just like rewired my brain. So in order for me to do something, like a task, like anything from dishes, laundry, talking to my husband, I have to be doing something. So when I need to do things like drive, go to soccer practice, be at dance practice, do my laundry, do my dishes, like anything that's task-oriented that doesn't require me, like I never could listen to a book and do my work, um, mm. I, 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 have to, I have to have an audio book on. And vice versa. Or if we to listen to the audiobook, I have to be doing something. I can't do something and and read a book. I feel that I think there's a lot of women out there who are kinda in the same in the same boat as you. So I, I relate. And I can speed it up. Oh, I can listen to it like one right? and a half speed. I can I, and I discovered I could do some podcasts recently. Oh my gosh. I can't listen to them at normal speed. I'm like, thank you talk too slow. It's like one of those black mirror moments where you just want to fast forward to get to the parts. Like I just want to like do that real real quick. Yeah. I feel yeah, that I and like it, I think it goes to the fact like I talk fast. Like my number one comment everywhere I get on my YouTube channels is you talk too fast. <laughs> and like my instinct is to say, you listen, I don't talk fast, you listen slow, but I have to pull myself back. Uh, but I think it's like, oh, can I listen to I can listen fast too. I need I need to retain quickly, like I need the quick input in order to hold attention. That's my it. brain and it's broken. <laughs> I know. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> it okay if you could go back in time where would you go and whom would you see well another life i'm convinced i was a milkmaid so that was my reincarnation story um in time yo you know i don't know maybe like i want to be lame i want to say i'm like the 80s like i feel like it was like a fun time to be like a privileged white chick in the 80s i know it's a very specific thing um and like malls and the hair and the like yeah. excessive consumerism and you could eat more of what you wanted and it didn't fuck up your body and like the music yeah. like, like the, the dawn of hip hop and like lady rockers and yes all of that like, the hype goth era yeah like <laughs> that time like it just seems like it'd be fun to go because I, I grew I mean I was born I was born in 85 <laughs> Right. And my mom was a teen in that time and stuff too. I probably and like like to see like who I would spend time with. I probably want to spend time with my mom as a teenager. Like my mom was a super fun Aww. party girl. So I'm like, look at my mom and, the, and like be her friend. Oh, I love that. Okay, last second to last question, your love language. Uh physical touch, words of affirmation, things along those lines. <laughs> my love language is time apart. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I mean, like, but if we're to remove the like, I, I'm I'm a, I'm agnostic to remove the, the Christianity of the five language languages completely. Um, like, mine is definitely acts of service. 
I used to be like time together, having kids change it for me. For me, it's acts of service because there's so much I have to do all of the time mm-hmm. when other things are done for me. It just makes my like, 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 okay, guys, secret. I gave my husband to do list today. I don't do this very often, but tomorrow we're having a birthday party at my house for moi. And I'm like, I just want to make sure some basic things are taken care of. And my husband is great with the list. So, but I can't like abuse it. And I gave him a list and he has done everything on this list. And I am gobsmacked and I am like, get naked now. Like that's how I feel about it. Like it's that like acts of service. I'm just like, I'm here for this. I'm here for this really hard. <laughs> um, so probably so hard on the inside. Right now. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, take off your pants. <laughs> like that's how I feel about this, like the act of service. Like, but that's really like what it is for me. But also I know that like my best love language is like time apart too, because I just need to be not needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I that feel that. Retar- that recharges my cup, so I can give them love. <laughs> yes, I'm all about that. Okay, last question: best part of being a grown up? Oh man, <laughs> not having parents. I don't know. I have parents, but not having to listen to parents. <laughs> you know what? You know what the best part of being an adult is adult money, hands down. Man. Adult money, because. Yes. There's like this. Like there's always that. There's that funny meme that's like, I'm an adult. I have a job. I make money. Yes. And I take the money. And I buy childish things like this. I love <laughs> that TikTok audio. Yes. But like, I have like a real world example of this. So when I was in college, 2006, I did a study abroad program in Rome, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very hard to do things in Rome because I was a broke ash college kid. Yeah. Girl, I went to Rome. <laughs> Last year, to say that the budget was plentiful is an understatement. It was, I didn't go nuts. I wasn't buying like thousand dollar leather bags and shit like that, but it was like I could do what I wanted. I was able mm-hmm. to like buy the, like the nice pasta dish with the wine. I, it was just so much easier. And so I'm like, I'm like traveling with money, man. Like, let me mm-hmm. tell you. So uh, the best part is adult budgets, adult money. And I mean, oh like, God. in your 30s, 40s money, not that 20-year-old money bullshit. Like, in your 30s and 20, 40s money. Right. That's, that's the good one. That's the good time. <laughs> I love this. Oh, my gosh. This is the most authentic, for real answers I think we've had on this podcast in regards to, like, breaking it down, these answers. I love it. Like, it was, it was flash, but it was, like, flash more. Like, I... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, when you like, if you like, make a new intro for this, like, girl, you're gonna go need to grab you a margarita or a glass of wine for this, and just giggle your butt off. I don't care what time of the day it is. That's the only way to listen to this episode. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Okay, for the rest of y'all um, who just happen to be tuning into our conversation, thank you. <laughs> I'm so thankful for this conversation. We get to be authentic and real and funny. And just be ourselves authentically in the space. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for giving me the space to do that and for listening and being being my friend. Just thank you. And just like that, the episode ends, but the convo has just begun. Thanks for listening to the MDG podcast. We want to hear from you. If you enjoyed our podcast, give it a review on your listening app of choice. Continue to follow us across MTG socials. And look out for bonus content releases throughout the year. This podcast is produced by Octane Design Studios. Until next time, friend. 